Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hi, this is Dr. Andy Barlow with the Chiropractic Physician Center of Tupelo and author of the number one bestseller, The Code Breaker. Are you sick and tired of the medical merry-go-round? Are you looking for a potential solution to your health problem? Be sure and listen to our podcast, The Code Breaker. Welcome in on this Friday, and guys, we've got so much to talk about, it's not even funny. We're going to try to get through in the short period of time that these podcasts are. We've got three big stories to get to on this Friday. Since we last recorded, Ole Miss has added, well, kind of, sort of added their defensive coordinator. They've also added a transfer portal running back, a really good one, and it's an example of why in the new portal era, it's not so bad finishing second in recruiting. Not good, but there are some benefits to that as well. We'll get to that in a second. And also the story that everybody's talking about around here, Caleb Williams. How realistic is Caleb Williams to Ole Miss? We'll get to all that right here on this Friday. But again, my name is Michael Borky. I'm really glad to have you guys with me. And the podcast is brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. ABSMS.com is the website. If you're in the Market for office technology anywhere in the state of Mississippi. State of Mississippi, it's Friday for me too. Uh, apparently, can't uh, can't talk today, but that's quite all right. ABSMS.com can talk to you though. You just give them a call or visit their website ABSMS.com, and they'll give you a complimentary office technology assessment. So you tell them what your needs are in the office, what your budget is, and they'll work out. Uh, they'll work with you on that. Anything. Office technology, coppers and printers, mail machines, phone systems, cloud storage, data security. If it's technology in the office, absms.com serves you wherever you are in the state of Mississippi. All right. The story of the day, This it's Caleb Williams. That's what everybody is talking about. It's former Oklahoma quarterback Caleb Williams. And a few days ago when he hit the portal, his name popped up in, you know, the the – same cycle of articles that you get when every high-profile player hits the portal or any coach uh, or any job comes open. You have these guys that will just kind of throw names together or throw schools together. Here's the place that would make sense, right? And Ole Miss was appearing in some of these. You know, Caleb Williams, everybody thought he was just going to follow Lincoln Riley to Southern Cal. Well, Georgia might be a player because... You know, they are are elite quarterback play away from being the dominating force in college football. Here's the list of places that would make sense for Caleb Williams to go while everybody just kind of assumed it was going to be to Southern Cal to follow Lincoln Riley. But Ole Miss kept popping up in there. Yeah, you know, Lane Kiffin's intriguing, did great work with Matt Corral. He'd come in and start right away, blah, 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 blah. And nobody really took that seriously. I didn't take that seriously. Well, it turns out um, we need to start taking it seriously. I actually, believe it or not, have some semblance of sourcing on this. If you can believe it, I've got some information too. But it does help that other people that have covered the program have said similar things along these lines. Gives me confirmation bias that my information that I got was very accurate. If you told me to bet today on Caleb Williams being the next quarterback at Ole Miss, I would bet against that proposition, mostly due to the fact that, you know, there's precedent, I suppose, 
when you've got the heavy hitters that are involved in this thing or that I think are involved in this thing, Ole Miss usually doesn't win those kind of battles. So I would still bet the field against Ole Miss. But if somebody tells you there's no shot, if some as of this recording on, on Friday mid-morning, if somebody tells you there's no shot, if somebody tells you it's not realistic, if somebody tells you anything other than, yeah, they're in it, they're wrong. I know that Lane Kiffin himself is, they're obviously recruiting him from a recruiting perspective. But I know that Ole Miss is, I say Ole Miss, it, this isn't Lane Kiffin doing it because he's not allowed to. I do know that they are in it for Caleb Williams, that there is mutual interest. Uh, I know that Williams and the people that are handling this portal recruitment thing are intrigued by Lane Kiffin because of the job he did with Matt Corral, because of what that offense will be. He will plug and play as a starter. He'll be the day one starter at Ole Miss, and it'll be two years there, and he'll be a first-round pick as long as he stays healthy because look at what Lane Kiffin just did with Matt Corral. And Caleb Williams has a skill set that is rare. I mean, watch him play. Is he a finished product? Absolutely not. He was a freshman after all, and at times he did look like a freshman. But you cannot teach what he has. It's it's special. He's a special talent, for sure. And apparently, what Kiffin did with Matt Corral is intriguing to Caleb Williams. But I also know that there are people that are, let's call it, stepping up to the plate. And it's real. Will they end up signing him? I don't know. But I do know that it's real. That there's a, there's a chance. It is not a 0% chance. There is a chance that he does sign with Ole Miss. There are people that are... I mean, you guys know what I'm saying here. There are people that are stepping up. And I love that we can talk about this openly now because it's it's legal. Like it's it's the rules say that that it, recruiting can go down like this now, and it has gone down like this, and that's okay. I support it. I'm glad that kids are able to do this now because they're legal adults. They should be allowed to do it. I support it. So all good there, and it's not against the rules. I know. Well, it may be against the rules, but it's a gray area. It's ambiguous, and everybody's doing it, so jump on board, and the NCAA can't do anything about it because it's it's the law now. Point being, it's real. There are people that are stepping up to the plate. It is real. Will it happen? I don't know. But I do know, and, and if you've listened to other podcasts from people that cover Ole Miss and they've said some more things – for what it's worth, I can tell you that they're right. And this is one of the few times where where I know this independent of other reporting completely. They're in it. They're very much in it. And, you know, things could change because that's what happens in recruiting all the time, especially portal recruiting. It's a different animal in portal recruiting than it is high school recruiting. A little bit easier, though. I, and I say easier, I mean... Um, it's more cut and dry, black and white, whatever you want to use. Uh, it's more straightforward when you're recruiting portal kids. And right now, 
when somebody tells you that Ole Miss has a chance to sign Caleb Williams, that person is correct. They do. They are listening. Will they end up signing with Ole Miss? I don't know. But they are listening, and Ole Miss is in it. And there are people that have stepped up to the plate that, if it happens, will get it. Will do what's necessary to keep him happy. So there you go. That's all I got. Uh, but if you've heard other people say it or suggest it, uh, they're right. Is he going to go to Ole Miss? I would caution you not to think that it's a done deal. I would caution you not to think that they're even the favorite. I don't know. But a little cautious optimism won't kill you. And I think that there's a chance. Because people are stepping up to the plate. And for what it's worth, I know uh, that a lot of fans have been kind of anxious about the NIL thing, especially when the first platform that rolled out had a weird business model anyway that uh, never really made sense to me, but that kind of flamed out because of recruiting and stuff. Um, Some ill-advised tweeting. There are a couple of different areas in which Ole Miss will be in the NIL game moving forward, where it's a lot of people that are established, very smart people, business people, older business people, uh, who are doing it the right way, air quotes, to make sure that all the I's are crossed and T's are dotted, if you will. Uh, And that's coming out extremely soon, very, very soon. So if you were anxious about that, it sounds like, based on a couple of people I talked to yesterday, they're ready now. And Ole Miss is about to really get involved in the NIL game, which is good. You need them to be, especially in Caleb Williams's case. So we'll see where it goes. I wouldn't bet on it, but they're in it. They are absolutely 150%. Per- they are in it for sure. Ole Miss is in it for Caleb Williams. And that changes the trajectory of the season, of the program, if they're able to sign him. And even if they don't, I think, again, you guys heard me talk a couple episodes ago, I think, about Luke Altmeyer. I think you should feel comfortable about the quarterback position, even if they don't sign Caleb Williams. I think Altmeyer showed you enough to where you should feel pretty pretty good about the upside of your quarterback if it is not Caleb Williams. So uh, this isn't the end of the world. This isn't a desperation thing. It's just Caleb Williams is as talented as you can get in a quarterback. He he's got the raw the he's got the ceiling that is so freaking high. It's hard to fathom. So, but either I think you're fine either way. Now Williams would be the preferred option 10 times over, sure, but I, I do think that you should feel comfortable with Altmeyer for whatever that's worth. Either way, it is real. These people aren't full of you know what? Uh if they say that Ole Miss is in it, will they sign him? I don't know. Are they the favorite? I don't know. Are they in it? Is Caleb Williams' side listening? I believe that is the case. So we'll see what happens. The podcast is also brought to you by LBs just across from Kroger on University Avenue right there in Oxford. Go by and see Greg. Tell him I sent you. And uh, you also get one of their daily lunch specials Monday through Friday. But uh, they are open seven days a week. It's cold in Oxford this week, but the weekend looks a little bit better. Either way, if you're going to do cooking with meat, there's one place in this state, the best place to do it or get that started anyway. You're not going to do the cooking at LB's, but if you're going to cook with meat, LB's just across from Kroger and University Avenue, the best place to get your meat in this state. Go by and see Greg Tom I sent you. 
The next thing is Zach Evans. Almost got a commitment yesterday, I believe, from Zach Evans, the TCU running back, the former five-star, that uh, um, they were in on in recruiting, and that was it. He ended up going to TCU, and people thought at the time, because this was kind of pre-portal era, uh, people thought that you know that was it. That That's how recruiting works. If you don't sign the guy, second place is just the first loser. It's over. But now in the portal era... Um, now in the portal era, finishing second isn't so bad anymore. Uh, would you prefer to finish first? Of course, because most of these guys are staying with their school. But in the case of Zach Evans, Ole Miss fought for him at the very end, obviously had a really good relationship with him. He wants to leave TCU and look at where he goes. It's Ole Miss. So finishing second in the portal era is not necessarily a bad thing, but that's not as important as his addition to the team. So you lose Connor to the NFL, you lose Ely to the NFL, in steps Zach Evans, who's a, when healthy, is as talented as any running back in the history of Ole Miss, and I think in terms of ceiling, raw talent, ceiling, whatever, uh, the single most raw, talented running back that has ever signed with Ole Miss. And yeah, you're probably only going to get him for one year, I don't think he's long for college, and uh, there are some questions about academics. Now, as I understand it, uh, it is not a grades issue. He makes fine grades. It's just the hours, and they'll get that worked out. I said in an interview I did last night, the grade things work themselves out, especially when it's not GPA. When it's just hours, it'll be fine. They'll work it out. But can he stay on the field? Because that was a question at TCU. Does he have the full commitment? Is the work ethic there? Because that was apparently a question at TCU. But when he's playing, he is as elite of a running back as there is in college football. I had somebody say that he kind of he has a similar playing style to Alvin Kamara. I, I don't, you know, I don't like to make those kind of NFL comparisons because Alvin Kamara is one of the most electric skill position players in the league. He's unbelievable, and that's not necessarily fair to put those expectations on the kid, but my gosh, when you watch his highlights, what do you see? Uh, it's a big-time get for Ole Miss. They needed replenishment in the running back room, and now suddenly, even after losing Ely and Connor to the NFL, you have Zach Evans, you have Parrish, who has flashed at times in his young career, uh, you have Bullock, who apparently people are really high on. It's just he got buried behind two guys that are off to the NFL. And Judkins, who you signed, who was an elite-level running back, an underrated running back in the state of Alabama, and now suddenly you feel great about that room again. Um, and they've got to get him to campus, and they've got to get him to play a full season. But if that is the case, my gosh, what an addition. What an addition for Ole Miss. He is as electric as you can get at the running back position in all of college football. Uh, can they figure out the other stuff? We'll see. That'll that'll determine a lot for that offense next year is whether or not Zach Evans is all in and whether or not he's he's there at all, which I think he will be. I think they'll figure out the academics. But in terms of actual play, will he be there 100%? If that answer is yes, they've upgraded that running back. Yeah, he's that good. He's uh, He's that good. Really good player. So. Big, big, big pickup for Ole Miss. Huge. Uh, multiple people that cover the team have also said that you should expect a couple more defensive commitments from the portal here in the coming days. And like I said the other day, the, the people that are talking about um, 
how the portal's been a failure to Ole Miss. I, I don't quite understand where that's coming from. So far in the portal, they have added two wide receivers that will likely start next year. Uh, Jalen Knox being one from Missouri. Uh, kid's name is escaping me. I should have it in front of me, but transfer from Louisville. They're probably going to add one more wide receiver that will play a lot next year. They've also added uh, an elite-level running back and now a plug-and-play safety, former four-star from Auburn. Portal, Ole Miss is not the only team portal recruiting. Everybody is. When good players hit the portal, everybody looks at them. And so you're not going to bat a 1,000. It's just like regular recruiting. Other schools want these kids too. But so far, just because they didn't get Dylan Gabriel doesn't mean that the portal thing's been a failure for them. Look at who they've added via portal that will play their first snaps for Ole Miss this season. So far, they've gotten a lot of help, and the expectation is they'll get even more, especially defensively. Uh, so relax. Look look at who they've added and then wait and see who they add and tell me it's been a fa- failure because I think give it some time and you will find that that is not the case. But so far, so good, especially with the addition of Zach Evans. They needed to get a guy like that, a playmaker like that, and they went out and got him. It's a big-time get. It's just whether or not he's uh, 100% in. And the last thing for you on this Friday, going rapid fire, and that's okay because there's a lot of news. Rapid fire on this Friday, trying to get in under 20 minutes. Hopefully it works out. Uh, analytics say that's that's the sweet spot for this podcast is 20 minutes. So I got three more to go to talk about Chris Partridge. Reportedly, not officially yet, I haven't seen Ole Miss announce it, the new defensive coordinator for Ole Miss. Mentioned it the other day as, as the possibility. It sounds like that was always going to be the most likely thing. And I think it's a good move. You were always going to have staff turnover. I don't know if it was going to look like this, but you were going to get staff turnover one way or another. I think for Ole Miss, uh, continuity is extremely important or was extremely important with this hire. I think this uh, was a good call for Lane Kiffin. Now, there are questions about Chris Partridge. Uh, you know, how involved was he in the defense this past season? Because they had a great turnaround. They got better as the year went on. By the end of the season, they were just damn good. How involved in that was he? Because he had the co-title, but Durkin, according to everybody, was the defensive coordinator in action. So they were co-DCs in name, but it was more of Durkin's show. Well, how involved was Partridge in play calling? He was up in the booth. How involved was he in game planning, in scheme, we know he's a good recruiter. We know the players love him. We know the staff loves him. But how involved was he in actually calling the defense? That's a question that we won't know the answer to until into the season uh, this year. I would love to ask how involved he was in, in stuff like that. We won't know what he's going to be like as D.C. until the season begins. We have nothing to really go off of. But I think continuity was important. Uh, and and they got that with Chris Partridge being elevated from co-DC to DC, being the guy. They get some continuity. They're going to keep some uh, some staff members, not on the field staff, but like lower-level staff members because of him. Uh, they keep the recruiting chops. Apparently, the players love him. Uh, apparently, recruits love him, and staff loves him, and, and it's uh, going to be an easy transition. But – we do need to see what kind of actual like game day play caller he is. We'll, we'll find out soon enough. But I think for continuity purposes and recruiting and other things, this hire makes sense. Excited to see you know what he's got to offer. But it all makes sense for Ole Miss to, to have Partridge be the guy. It's a good decision. Makes the most sense. 
And now all three staff members that have left have been replaced. You have Charlie Weiss Jr. Uh, as the OC, and the last time he and Kiffin worked together, they were top 15 in scoring offense. You have Nick Savage replacing Wilson Love, and uh, Savage is really well thought of in the in the industry. Uh, did a great job at Mississippi State. Florida players were pissed when they found out he wasn't coming back, and and now you've got this with Partridge, who's already on staff. So pretty easy transition there. But anyway, you got the Egg Bowl of basketball coming up Saturday night. We'll talk about that if uh, if it's interesting. In the meantime, there's your football news. We'll be on Caleb Williams' watch. We'll be on Portal Watch. And uh, I'll bring all of that to you. Just over 20 minutes. Went a little long. That's all right. That's all right. I appreciate you guys. Have a great weekend. Thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to find me on YouTube, Michael Borky on YouTube. Find me there. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow on Twitter. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast as well. Y'all have a great weekend. Thank you so much for being a part and tuning in. And uh, I'll talk to you guys again on Monday. Have a good one. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.